What's happening, everybody? On today's show, it was a busy recruiting weekend across the SEC. We're going to talk all about that with our buddy Brandon Olson of Locked on Gators as Billy Napier in Florida had an absolutely ridiculous weekend. We'll get to some other SEC notes. And uh, also, it was a busy weekend in Omaha for the SEC. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook partner of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts on YouTube, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, plenty to discuss. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start with, man, it was a busy recruiting weekend for commits across the conference. And we got to start with the Florida Gators. Florida building out their 2024 recruiting class, landing a number of elite prospects over the weekend. First, we start with Amir Jackson, a four-star athlete out of the state of Georgia. He announced his commitment uh, following his official visit to Gainesville. He's six foot four, two hundred twenty-three pounds, four-star prospect, the number eighth uh, athlete overall, the number one hundred eight player in the country. So he was, I believe, the tenth commitment at the time for the Gators. But Billy Napier kept working the phones. His staff kept going to work all weekend. They added to the class. Hours after, on Saturday afternoon, we already discussed. They got Amir Jackson. Hours after that, they get a couple more blue chip recruits. Amaris Williams, a four-star defensive lineman out of North Carolina. He's six foot three, two hundred seventy pounds. He's rated four stars. The number four uh, four recruit from the state of North Carolina. Number twenty-three defensive lineman. Number one eighty-six prospect overall. Then they got uh, defensive lineman Nasir Johnson. He was the third commitment of the day for Florida. He's from the state of Georgia. He's six foot four, 300 pounds. He's rated four stars. The number 30 defensive lineman in the 2024 class. The number 250 overall prospect. And then the Gators went four for four on Saturday. They uh, picked up one more recruit, Aaron Childs, six foot three, 220 pounds. Four-star prospect, the number one player from the state of Maryland, the number six linebacker, according to 24-7 composite rankings, number 80 prospect overall. Big-time pickup for them. Uh, He had offers from over 30 schools, and with those, Florida now up to 13 commitments in the class, and there's still some talk that they're not even done yet. Uh, Just absolutely killing it. And Billy Napier, all the questions about him. Is he on the hot seat? He's got to win some more games this year. All that kind of stuff. But lo and behold, you look at what the Gators did on Saturday. That was just outstanding. Four big-time pickups for their class of 2024. And now you look at the uh, 24-7 composite rankings. They've got them into the top 10 all the way up, I believe, to number 8 as of this recording. So we'll get into a a little bit more in-depth with it with our buddy Brandon Olson, host of Locked on Gators, coming up in the next segment. But 
Continuing on going on around the conference, we make a stop over at Ole Miss. Speaking of the Florida Gators, Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss steal one away from the Gators. Austin Simmons, a four-star quarterback out of Florida, flipped his commitment over the weekend from Florida to the Ole Miss Rebels. Simmons was originally a prospect in the class of 2025, but he made an announcement last week that he was going to reclassify to the class of 2023 and enroll this semester. I don't know how you do that. I don't know how you get to skip a whole year uh, in between. But uh, after the announcement was made that he's flipped, Lane Kiffin uh, posted a tweet of uh, great weekend vibes in Oxford. It was accompanied by a screenshot of Tom Petty's top songs on Spotify. Of course, taking a dig at Florida. They play uh, Won't Back Down uh, at the end of every third quarter of every home game. Uh, Kiffin is uh, celebrating the win. Florida beat Ole Miss in the most recent meeting on the field. But uh, here, a four-star quarterback that was heading to Florida is now going to Oxford. It's a little strange because Lane Kiffin already has a uh, loaded quarterback room there. Of course, Walker Howard, the big-time quarterback, transferred from LSU to Ole Miss this offseason. But uh, we'll see what ends up happening with Austin Simmons, quarterback going to Ole Miss now. Other recruiting news, Josh Heupel getting a big pickup over the weekend. Boo Carter, big-time recruit from Chattanooga, announced he is going to play his college ball for the Volunteers. He announced his commitment Saturday afternoon on social media. He's 5'10", 184 pounds, rated a four-star, the number two player in the state of Tennessee, number 17 overall athlete, the number 207 prospect overall according to the composite rankings of 24-7 sports. Uh, Labeled an athlete, a two-way standout, but the secondary coach, Willie Martinez, defense coordinator Tim Banks, they have been leading his recruitment. So you put two and two together there, and you assume he is going to come in and be a DB for the Vols. But big thing was they stole him away from Michigan. I mean, it sounded like in recent weeks that this thing was trending very heavily towards Michigan, but the Vols keep him away, and they keep him in state. Uh, Carter also uh, had Ohio State and Oregon in his top five teams back in December. So, Boo Carter staying in the state of Tennessee, going to play at Knoxville on Rocky Top, and a big pickup there for Josh Heupel for the class of 2024. Falls now have 12 commitments in their 2024 recruiting class. A few other notes. Uh, over at South Carolina, they picked up uh, another commitment over the weekend to go to 11 commitments. They picked up a linebacker out of the state of Virginia in Fred Johnson. Now, I believe his his nickname is JR, uh, but he is heading to Columbia to go play for South Carolina. He's from Norfolk, Virginia, 6'3", 225 pounds. He's rated a three-star prospect, the number 10 prospect from the state of Virginia, the number, number 51 linebacker in the class of 2024, Shane Beamer. Got in the mix for him a couple weeks ago, and he had offers from a couple of ACC schools, but they're able to steal him away, and he is headed to South Carolina. Uh, Auburn made another addition, kind of a, a quiet one, but they picked up uh, a commitment from long snapper J.R. Buckner for the class of 2024. He is expected to begin his career as a walk-on. He attends Auburn High School right there in Auburn, Alabama. Six foot tall, 245 pounds. Had a scholarship offer from Louisiana Monroe, but... 
He uh, told Rivals on Friday, I grew up wanting to be an Auburn Tiger and getting an opportunity to do this just means the world to me. Uh, even Auburn quarterback commit Walker White took to social media to welcome Buckner to Auburn. And now uh, Auburn's got eight scholarship players committed in the class of 2024, sitting number 29 nationally. So still some work there to do for Hugh Freeze and company. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, they already have their quarterback commit of the future in Julian Sayan. Uh, he was named the MVP of the Elite 11 Finals over the weekend. It had more than a dozen of the nation's top quarterbacks uh, in this cycle out there in Los Angeles. We're going to try to get a guest on this week who was there to talk about some of the quarterbacks that are committed to SEC schools, including Julian Sayan. But he's the first Alabama commit to win MVP of the Elite 11 Finals since Tua Tagovailoa did it back in 2016. Uh, everybody was raving about what Sand looked like, said he was very impressive. Um, and so, like we said, first one since Tua uh, that's going to Bama, did it back in 2016. Blake Barnett also did it back in 2014, um, who ended up going to Bama. But previous winners of this include uh, Justin Fields, C.J. Stroud. Uh, he beat out other highly touted quarterbacks, such as uh, LSU commit Colin Hurley, uh, Florida commit DJ Lagway. So, um, look, Julian saying showing out. And look, the headlines write themselves. Just saying. I've been saying whatever you want to throw in there. But saying has been committed to Alabama since November of last year. One of the top prospects in the country for this upcoming cycle. The number 13 overall player. The number two quarterback in the country. Currently uh, goes to Carlsbad High School out there in California, six foot one, 195 pounds. And again, that's a kid that is going to, uh, you know, it's been on a lot of people's radar. And again, whatever's going on here with Alabama, whoever wins their uh, job, whether it's Tyler Buckner or Jalen Milrow, Ty Simpson, whoever, uh, this kid's going to come in and compete from day one when he gets there next year. So uh, Julian saying congrats to him on the week, the honor over the weekend at the Elite 11 camp. Uh, a few basketball notes here before we get our guest in here. Uh, Kentucky basketball, they picked up a commitment from a former UCF pledge and three-star shooting guard Joey Hart over the weekend. He's the seventh commitment for the class of 2023 and uh, product of Kentucky's lack of luck in the transfer portal. So they're just adding to the class. Comes from Indiana. He committed to UCF last year but requested a release from his letter of intent. Took an official visit to Lexington. And joins us in coming class. It features four five stars, a four star, and now three stars. Uh, Joey Hart is six foot five, 185 pounds, considered the number 268 overall player. And the Wildcats now have nine underclassmen on their roster for next year, with only Antonio Reeves still in contention for return among key players from last season. But a lot of folks expecting him to move on. And one more note, Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson, they're in the mix to be the number two overall pick in the NBA draft. Uh, but the former Alabama uh, shooter, Brandon Miller, he is, uh, according to some mock drafts, expected to go number two overall to the Charlotte Hornets. And reports are that he is being brought in for a second visit and workout. So uh, the SEC reigning SEC player of the year, the Hornets are impressed with him. They're bringing him back in, and it will be a nice pairing there with LaMelo Ball over there in Charlotte. So we'll see if uh, NBA draft later this week if they end up taking Brandon Miller number two overall 
in this year's NBA draft. All right, thank you guys so much for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to talk about the Gators' big recruiting weekend with our buddy Brandon Olson, host of Locked On Gators. That's coming your way next. But first, I want to remind you guys, this episode is presented to you by our friends over at FanDuel. Look, baseball season is in full swing, and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers can get that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That is $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag that no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Go sign up. It is FanDuel. They are the official partner of Major League Baseball, and Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission of uh, MLB. So head to FanDuel right now and place your bets. FanDuel.com slash LockedOn is the place you want to go. along here locked on sec and yeah we've been talking a lot about the weekend of recruiting across the sec and the one that grabbed all the headlines from saturday the florida gators billy napier and company doing work and so we thought who better to get in here and our buddy brandon olson host of locked on gators and brandon what a weekend you guys are having over there in gainesville just absolutely crushing it welcome in yeah, thank you. Uh, glass case of emotion for the Florida Gators fan base this week, but things are on the up and up. Let's talk about it, man, because it was just like this domino effect of all these kids uh, uh, announcing. Let's let's start with the two D linemen, Amaris Williams and Nasir Johnson, two big four stars. Um, you know, I, I want to say Williams is around like 186 nationally, and, and Nasir Johnson 250, but both uh, top 30 defensive linemen. Uh, what do you make of Amaris Williams and Nasir Johnson? And, uh, man, those are some big fellas. 270 on Williams and 300 pounds for Nasir Johnson. Yeah, uh, it, it's crazy. Nasir Johnson is 300 pounds but can do backflips. Like, the dude is insanely athletic. Uh, I know that Sean Spencer is just thrilled with the progress made on the defensive line because this was a group where they did not have a commit going into the weekend along the actual defensive line. Defensive front, sure, you had maybe a Darius Hayes you could consider an edge guy. But there was kind of no momentum, not no momentum, but there was no results really along the defensive line. So to lock in Amaris Williams, to lock in Nasir Johnson was huge. And Nasir Johnson, we we kind of had the feeling that he would eventually be a Florida Gator. But given how Florida's gone through the first two vi- weekends of official visits without locking in anybody except for Juco Quincy Ivory for the 2023 class, uh, things weren't looking great, but locking him in, Sean Spencer kind of helped steady the fan base. Despite, uh, I mean, a strong 2023 defensive line class, you always need to bump that position year after year. So it was huge. Amaris Williams probably going to be more of that defensive end jack spot when it's all said and done. And then Nasir Johnson's probably going to be playing that 0-3 tech. This is a defensive scheme that they want you to be versatile. They want you to be able to play multiple spots. They've proven that consistently. Just look at the 2024 class. Every defender that they're even in the conversation for, it's like, well, is he a linebacker or is he an edge rusher? Is he an edge rusher or is he a defensive tackle? Is he a corner or is he a safety? They're looking for versatility. And, I mean, great job, Sean Spencer, this weekend to lock in two guys that you know can play multiple spots. 
Speaking of versatility, another one of the commits you guys got on Saturday, Amir Jackson, a four-star athlete, number eight athlete in the country, number 108 prospect nationally at corner 24-7 sports. Uh, Amir Jackson, first off, how big of a get is he? And two, what position is he going to play? He's going to be a tight end for the Florida Gators. That's where they view him. I know that there are many people who think he can legitimately play an edge rusher spot. It's possible, but Florida it has been recruiting him as a tight end. That's where they want to play him. Russ Calloway, the tight ends coach, is his primary recruiter. That's been the goal. They want to kind of, we'll say, modernize a little bit by having tight ends that can split out wide and go into the flex. And Amir Jackson gives them that. Like, he's a basketball player, too. He's going to be that red zone threat that next, you know, small forward, power forward that can move to actually play tight end and be there. And Amir Jackson was just a huge get, especially because it came down to Florida or USC for Walter Matthews just earlier this week. And Walter Matthews committed at like five in the morning to USC and things weren't looking great at that point, but Florida locked in a priority tight end here. They're going to be looking for another one, maybe even another two that can really be those flex tight ends in line. You, you got some bodies there, some youth there, but Amir Jackson's going to be huge for this offense. Like I, and I'm not, I haven't spoken to him. I haven't spoken to anybody about his visit, but based on how they recruited Jonathan Eccles and Walter Matthews and Caleb Odom, they probably showed Amir Jackson, Kyle Pitts tape. And they were like, Hey, this is how we want to use you because that's what they've done with tight ends that are these flex tight ends. And if I'm Amir Jackson, I see DJ Lagway in the fold. I see some of the other guys that are expected to fall, these dominoes that you mentioned, and Amir Jackson saw it, and he got in there early as the primary flex tight end for this class. The uh, fourth recruit you guys picked up on Saturday, last but not least, Aaron Childs, four-star linebacker out of the state of Maryland and uh, number one recruit from the state of Maryland. And what's crazy about this is he's the number 80th prospect overall but he's the fifth uh, guy in the top 80 to commit to Florida. And two of those other guys in the, in the top 53 are linebackers as well, and Adarius Hayes and, and Miles Graham. Um, I mean, is this like the linebacking core of the future? Do they just plug in Hayes, Graham, and Childs and run with those guys as freshmen for the next four years? I mean, that that's kind of the plan Jay Bateman historically has had. Uh, Jay Bateman, linebacker coach for the Florida Gators, has historically had one great year of recruiting linebackers and then he kind of doesn't recruit them much the next year. So 2023 was a year where he doesn't recruit them much. They brought in Jaden Robinson, who's a safety linebacker hybrid, going to be learning how to play linebacker at the SEC level. And then this year, they brought in Aaron Childs. They brought in Miles Grant. They brought in Adarius Hayes. They've been in on players like Chris Jones, who not sure if he's really got an offer that he can commit to at this point. Uh, another DMV linebacker here, Jay Bateman's had a lot of success there, just given his previous stops. He's been great there. He's been cooking on the trail. And wouldn't shock me if Florida brought in even another linebacker because you have, like, Jamonta Waller is someone Florida really wants, and he is a very high-ranked linebacker right now. Jamonta Waller could play linebacker and edge. Adarius Hayes could play linebacker and edge. Like this is something where Florida wants guys who can play off ball and on the edge, especially when you have Austin Armstrong as your defensive coordinator. Last year, he blitzed 40% of the time. That was the eighth highest percentage in all of college football. Linebackers accounted for, I think it was 28% from one linebacker 
and 19% from another linebacker from the starting two. So this is a thing where Austin Armstrong needs you to be versatile, and that's why Florida's like, okay, then we're going to get guys who can play off-ball linebacker or edge rusher, and you're going to fit into whatever spot fits you best, and that's where we're going to place you. But for now, Florida's just stockpiling the talent. Jay Bateman had to deal with an entire offseason of fire him, replace him, get someone who could actually recruit, get someone who could develop. And then he answered that call with Miles Graham early, uh, Darius Hayes a little bit after that. And now he just continues to build this momentum on the recruiting trail. And Jay Bateman, man, he's shutting up a lot of Florida Gators fans right now. The crazy thing is, Brandon, four four stars all in one day, and the Gators still sit at only 13 commits in this class. It's up to eighth nationally in 24-7 sports composite rankings. I mean, look, if they can add another five-star, four-star, whatever, this class is going to keep climbing. It's crazy to think the work that they've already done, but I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about a kid that was supposed to be for the class of 2025 that was going to reclassify for 2023, and he uh, went on to flip his commitment from Florida to Ole Miss on Saturday. What do we make of Austin Simmons? What exactly happened there with the future four-star quarterback? And two, how do you flip your – how do you decide, oh, yeah, I know I was going to go to college in two years, but I'm actually going to go now. How does that even work? Who? That's, that's, that's what I got on that one. Hey, if you're not a Gator, you're Gator bait. But uh, Austin Simmons, look. Best of luck to him. I am fully on board. Like, I'll talk my trash. I'm fully on board with whatever a kid wants to do. If they think that's best for them, great for you. But his dad kind of put the nail in the coffin for him where he was like, that schedule's really tough. They like DJ Lagway. So what, dude? Like, you're coming to the SEC. This is competition throughout. You just added Texas and Oklahoma. Competition ain't getting easier around here. But sure, you do that. You do whatever you want. Uh, There were certainly some things that Florida maybe could have locked this in sooner. I know that initially the plan was Austin Simmons commits when he did, and he committed to the Florida Gators when he did that. And it was maybe 2025, maybe 2023. This is also an important thing where even now that he's at Ole Miss, this is not, you know, a a 15-year-old kid that is now reclassifying. This is a 17-year-old that has all of his credit. Like, like he is basically of age to go to college. So this is not like you're throwing in a a child at actual quarterback for Ole Miss. Um, Things happen where I know he took the visit to Ole Miss and it became an NIL thing. He took a visit to Florida and Florida thought they were in good standings. Um, a, A couple of national and local reporters were like, hey, Austin Simmons is reclassifying now that 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 miffed the family a little bit uh, from my understanding. And at that point, I think that's where Ole Miss slid right back into it, especially that that leak came right after the 2024 schedule came out. And it was like, okay, this is kind of a snowball effect of negative things here for Austin Simmons to leave and kind of give him that out. But he took that out, and that's great. Personally, I wasn't a big fan of him reclassifying the 2023 anyway. Nothing to do with him. It's just a lot to throw at a kid to go, hey, reclassify now and basically redshirt because you're not going to contribute. And then in 2024, it's you and Lagway, and we just see what happens there. I wasn't a big fan of Simmons maybe reclassifying to begin with, but best of luck to him. Uh <sighs> Lord knows what, what's going to happen with uh, LeVar Ball over there as he's dead. But uh, 
yeah, uh, that, that's best of luck to him. Congrats, Lane. You got that. You might want to actually win some meaningful games at some point in your career, but congratulations on getting Austin Simmons. Well, I mean, they got Spencer Sanders. If Jackson Dart wins this battle, he'll be there for the next couple of years. And Walker Howard just came over from LSU. So, I don't know. It's kind of already looks like a crowded quarterback room to me, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, we should say Ole Miss did make another move on Sunday evening. They added Travaris Banks, a four-star safety from Alabama, where uh, Lane Kiffin took to Twitter and tweeted, hashtag come to the sip. And our own Brandon Olson responded with, nah. So, had to throw that in there. Um, Ole making a move, but uh, Brandon doesn't care. It was a great weekend on the recruiting trail for the Florida Gators, and I'm sure they got plenty more work to do. Brandon, thanks so much for the time, man. Appreciate it as always. Thank you, Gordy. All right, that's Brandon Olson there of Locked on Gators. When we return, we will uh, recap a little of the action of what happened over the weekend in Omaha. That's coming your way next. along here locked on sec thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day i want to remind you guys uh locked on's nba mock draft special is here and it's bigger than ever follow along the entire first round in a six episode ultimate mock draft experience only locked on can deliver all episodes available now on locked on nba big board on youtube or wherever you listen to your podcasts Appreciate Brandon Olsen coming on there with us and talking a little bit about uh, the Florida recruiting weekend. Of course, there was a lot of recruits over the weekend. We'll continue to get you caught up to date with all that across the SEC. Before we get out of here, we got to recap all of the action. Big weekend out there in Omaha for the SEC. Three SEC teams competing. Both Florida and LSU picked up wins on Friday and Saturday. We go back to Friday. It was the bottom of the ninth. Virginia was beating Florida 5-3, to three, and the Gators had a magical comeback. Started with a solo home run by Ty Evans, made it a one-run ball game. Wyatt Langford stepped in, took two pitches. He hit a no-doubter. And then uh, following that, it was Jack Caglione singling. Josh Rivera walked. Uh, BT uh, Ryapel got hit by a pitch. And three pitches later, Luke Heyman and a deep fly ball to center that uh, was a walk-off for Florida. The 6-5 comeback win over Virginia. It was the 678th career win for Coach Kevin O'Sullivan. It was Florida's 21st comeback victory of the season. So congrats to Florida coming back on Virginia. Now, uh, as of Sunday, Florida playing Oral Roberts. We're recording while this game's going on, so we can update you. Florida leading Oral Roberts 2-1. to Ty Evans with a two-run homer. So they're in the winner's bracket. Florida looking to move on with a win over Oral Roberts. We'll see if they're able to do that. But on Saturday for LSU, it was right-hander Paul Skeens going seven and two-third innings with 12 strikeouts and a win over Tennessee. The Tigers moved into the winner's bracket. We'll face Wake Forest today. If you're listening to this on Monday, 6 p.m. Central. Uh, Tennessee starter Andrew Lindsay in that game. He was charged with the loss, went three and two-third innings allowing two runs on five hits with a walk and four strikeouts. Tennessee did play three runs in the eighth once they got Paul Skeens out of the game. An RBI single by Maui Ahuna. And then a center fielder Hunter Ensley hit a two-run homer off Gavin Guidry, LSU's reliever. Uh, Braden Jobert added the LSU lead in the uh, bottom of the eighth 
to take it from five to three to six to three. And LSU closed the doors after that. So Tennessee, they will take on Stanford this afternoon in an elimination game in Omaha. But look, Tennessee's kind of set up pretty well. They have, have all their the rest of their pitchers available. And so uh, I think Tennessee's pitching staff is deep enough to come out of the loser's bracket here. But a really tough challenge for them. Again, if you're listening to this on Monday prior to the game, Stanford's got a left-handed pitcher named Quinn Matthews. That's because it's going to present a lot of problems for Tennessee. Now, the Vols will counter with Chase Dolander, who's been red hot himself lately. So, going to be interesting to see what happens there. One more baseball note. Uh, LSU landing a commitment over the weekend from Xavier transfer Justin Lower. He's uh, one of the top pitchers in the transfer portal. Uh, posted a 189 ERA, a lefty. Earned all Big East honors. Struck out 63 batters in 57 innings. So he will join an LSU pitching staff that's going to lose Paul Skeens and a few other big arms. So Justin Lohr coming in there to join LSU. Kind of funny. LSU's season isn't even over yet, and they're already adding pieces through the transfer portal for next season. So congrats to Jay Johnson and company. We'll see if uh, the LSU Tigers and the Florida Gators keep keep on rolling. And can the Tennessee Volunteers come out of the loser's bracket? Plenty of action still going in Omaha this week. We'll keep you up to date on all that as the week rolls on. Thank you guys so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And a shout-out to our everydayers. Join us tomorrow on the show. We'll continue to get you caught up to date with all of the latest going on in the SEC football world. For Brandon Olson, I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks so much for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.